Welcome to Meredith For Real, The Curious Introvert. That's me. I'm Meredith and I collect people for real. You never know who I'm going to meet next. So come listen as I put my curiosity to good use. Every week, I'll introduce you to someone new and we'll talk about ways to stay curious and grow. Okay, so you have been launched from your cozy corner office away from Karen's weekly donut delivery and your comfortable office gossip into your house where there's dirty dishes and kids and no desk. (laughs) Today, I'm going to talk about what it's like to work from home. I've been self-employed more or less for about 16 years and have my home base from my home. So this is coming from a person who's actually lived it. So here are some tips for you. Welcome. Welcome to the world of working from home. Tip number one is put on your patient pants because you're going to need them. That's the biggest thing. I think a lot of people, when they start something new, anything new, but especially when it's all on you, like working from home and nobody gives you a guidebook on five steps on how to work from home. You try one thing and then it doesn't work out and you're like, well, this isn't for me. (laughs) It's okay. Be patient. Treat every day like a case study. Going into it like trying different things, reading different things that worked for other people and seeing if it works because if it doesn't work, it's a case study. At the end of the day, you can crack open a beer and go, huh, that was interesting. Tip number two is put on actual pants because you're also going to need those. For most people, there's a direct link into what you wear and your mindset. If there wasn't, why would sleep experts tell you to wear sleeping clothes? Which by the way, why do they call them sleeping clothes? Don't they know they're pajamas? Yeah. But anyway, there's got to be some scientific data behind this. That might not mean that you're sitting cross-legged on your bed and you're you know, business casual best, (laughs) but it does mean something. I know uh, one time I was working from home. I had an appointment. She was scheduled to come over. She was 45 minutes, no show, wasn't answering her phone, wasn't answering text messages. So I went ahead and changed into my bathrobe. And of course she showed up 15 minutes later, knocking on my door. And of course I had completely changed my mindset to home mode, opened the door, in the bathrobe. It was great. So your boss probably won't show up at your door, but you might have an impromptu Skype call and it's best to be ready. Plus you'll feel really good about your energy level will fill up when you are dressed for work. So for me personally, I, I like to wear jeans and a top of some sort. I don't work topless, (laughs) whatever the internet told you. It's a lie. And it's a different pair of jeans and a different top every day. And that helps me just feel like, okay, today's a new day. I also, sometimes I wear makeup. Sometimes I don't. I do notice on the days that I wear it, I am more energized. So for you fellas out there, maybe that means that you shave your face or you put on your beard oil for all you hipsters with those cool lumberjack beards, but you're not chopping any wood. You're just typing on the laptop. So whatever the case may be, you definitely want to get dressed, pretend like you're going into work. Tip number three is create a designated workspace. 
Although my very first workspace was literally an iron, ironing board, it didn't stay that way for long. I've always kind of had some sort of workspace that is just for work, even if it's small, even if it's humble, even if it's only a designated part of the room. It doesn't have to be the whole room. So this, welcome, welcome to my office. This is my designated uh, office space for all of you watching on YouTube. And it's only, the workspace is only about 12, fair, 12 square feet, which is about one square meter. And it's, it's, that's it. But I've got my paper and my pens and my highlighters and my scissors and my favorite houseplant all within reach of my sacred office space. And it is so beautiful, right? Tip number four is stick to a schedule. You probably don't have to wake up as early as you would if you had an actual commute that wasn't just from like the bedroom to the other room, but you want to have some sort of schedule. For me personally, I wake up between um, six and seven. Note the flexibility there. So you can release yourself of any guilt of being like regimented. And on days, honestly, where I feel like I need an ex extra sleep, then that's what I do if my schedule allows it. So with daylight savings time, when that recently happened, it was also when COVID-19 was being discovered in the United States. And I was so run down feeling. So I let myself sleep in that week. I also had a crazy photo shoot that weekend where I was there long hours. So I was worn out. And so I slept till 930 and it was great. And now I'm, my body's adjusted and I'm good to go. And I'm waking up at six. So you can give yourself some grace there. Now I know all you folks with kids right now are totally rolling your eyes don't worry. I got tips for you too. Stay tuned. Okay. Where was I? All right. So ha stick to a schedule. Oh, so my daily routine. So I wake up around between six and seven. I have coffee and I read for about 45 minutes. I exercise, which is usually walking whilst listening to a podcast. I eat breakfast, clean the house, sidebar. That's really important for me because I have noticed when the house is dirty, I don't focus as well. I feel off for some reason. So cleaning the house to me, it used to not be a priority because I thought I can do that later. That's not a good use of time. No one is coming over. But now I realize how important it is to my mental readiness. Because when you go into an office, who came and did what the night before? The office maid person came and cleaned the night before, right? Your trash is empty. It symbolizes a fresh start. And so for me, I need that at my house every morning. And I could do it the night before, but I love to cook and I am not a clean cook. So I destroy the kitchen and uh, just pretty much go to bed. So it has to get cleaned in the morning. Um, so after I clean the house, a shower, and then I get into it, from the list, the to-do list that I created the night before. So that's another tip within a tip right there. Number five is track your time. So that to-do list, that's part of tracking my time. So raise your hand if you work from home and you have ADD. I see that hand. I see that hand. Yes, sir. It's tough, right? Because when your brain is like, an internet browser with 19 tabs open and two of them were frozen. It's just busy when there's 
one thing to do because your brain has all that going on. So tracking my time has been the biggest constant thing that I do every day that helps keep me on track. And for me, this is kind of embarrassing, but starting around 8.30 in the morning, I track what I do hour by hour. So I literally have a scrap piece of paper. It says 8.30 dash and the next to it, the one thing that I am doing at that moment from my to-do list. And then it also has right under it, the next thing I will do from my to-do list. So it keeps me really focused because if I do get distracted, I do get a phone call that I have to take that isn't relative to what I'm doing at the time, I can easily bring myself back to that list and go, Oh yeah, that's what I was doing. It really, really helps. Um, and I do make time for breaks and I think you should too. So schedule those breaks, especially if you're extroverted and you just get that antsy feeling, you're going to need more breaks than say somebody who's introverted and is just loving being cozy at home and not being with coworkers. Um, and I know that, um, I know that when I need more scheduled breaks, because I know what times of the day I'm more productive and what times of the day I am more distractible. So I kind of give myself some grace there. A bonus benefit is at the end of the day, you can see exactly what you did. When you work from home, it can be like the twilight zone and you lose track of time and space and what the heck did you even do? And so you can easily look down at that piece of paper and know what you did. And it gives you that sense of completion. All right. The next tip is create some boundaries. So we've got some different sub tips within this tip. Family boundaries is the first one. Your kids, your roommates, your dog, they don't know that you're at home, but working, they don't fully grasp it. Right? So to them, you're just home which is another reason that you're probably going to want to get dressed and have a designated workspace because it creates those visual cues that you're not home like you normally are. You're home in a different way. Um, So here's a tip for those of you with kids. You can um, have your kids put on different pieces of paper, all the things that they want to do with you that day. So if, um, Aside from virtual school, which I know some of you are doing, you may have um, an opportunity to have some playtime. They could write down, build a fort, play a game, ride their bicycle, whatever they want, put it in a jar, and then play a movie, a two-hour movie. And during that two hours, if they don't get up and bug you about anything, then you get to pick an activity from the jar and all go do it together. And now if you're someone like me, like if I were a mom, I might also give them special drinks with Benadryl in it. (laughs) So my two hour movie time would become six hour nap time. But hey, I don't judge you. You don't judge me. Anyway, you probably get a lot done in that two hour time frame knowing your children will ascend on you. The next boundary will be work boundary. So when you're done working, you're going to want to log off your computer and probably shut it off. Um, if you have a work phone, you could even have a special shoe box or box of some sort where you put the work phone in the box and close the box. And that's a signal to your family. Hey, work time is over. It's a signal to yourself. Work time is over because it is, if you enjoy your work and you're passionate, it's, it's easy to blend those two and not like cut it off. Um, and it also communicates to your 
to your work that, hey, she's logged off. Because if you're working remotely, usually they can see if you're on or not. The next boundary is self-boundaries. Create happy hour at home. Yay! It's something to look forward to when the clock strikes and you get off. And and for uh, my husband and I, we like to go for a bike ride in the neighborhood or take the skateboards and go skate and just do something outside for us. That's kind of like happy hour. And then I usually start cooking dinner and um, it's it's nice, right? But if, if uh, daytime blends into evening and there's no respite, you know, to look forward to, then it's like you're always working and you'll burn out really fast. And we don't really know how long we're going to need to be working from home in this current situation, right? So you're going to want to make sure you're set up to play the long game. Um, okay, what else? So f- introverts versus extroverts. So keep this in mind. If you're introverted, again, you are loving this, right? This is so great. You don't have to pretend to be interested in your coworkers' cat pictures. It's fantastic. <laughs> your extroverted friends are not as okay. So you want to check on them. So if you are extroverted and you're not okay, it's okay. I love you too. <laughs> You're going to make it, but you want to take some extra care for yourself because it can be tough. So something my husband, who is an extrovert does is he works with headphones on, um, while he's working from home. So he's playing a podcast, he's playing music and that keeps him energized. Introverts. We can't always do that because it just puts our brain in a different spot. It drains our energy. We actually really like the silence. So extroverts, you want to make sure to create that energy boosting environment uh, that you need. You might also want to consider scheduling some virtual lunch dates, which can be actually really fun. This is a move from our playbook of dating long distance is video chat. You're both eating lunch at the same time. Boom, lunch date. And then you can talk about how giving the kids Benadryl didn't work, but instead of calling them your kids, you can call them your coworkers. You can be like, so I drugged my coworkers and it didn't work. And now there's gum in the carpet. You know, it's a good time. And you have that to look forward to. And then you'll feel re-energized after lunch and move on with your day. Now, all these tips can be applicable with parents with kids at home too, who are doing the virtual school thing. So God bless you, first of all. So the tips as applied to those with kids during virtual school, be patient, dress for the task, right? So the kid's going to have to get dressed for school. Maybe not their school uniform if they use uniforms, but dressed for school, not in their pajamas necessarily. Although you could have like, hey, Friday's going to be pajama day. You can even theme it. It depends how much energy you got for that stuff. Number three is have a designated space for school. Stick to a schedule with built-in breaks. And for kids, you know, you're going to, those breaks are going to look different for each family. So some kids need more physical activity. And so that might be like run around the yard five times if you're allowed to go outside where you live or, you know, do, do push-ups. No one's going to let me watch their kids at all after this episode. <laughs> um, track your time and work for a sense of satisfaction. So allow your kids to review what they did that day and feel good about it. Because if they don't, working in that virtual school atmosphere might work like one or two days, but then after the third day, they'll not feel that sense of winning and it won't go so well. And then create boundaries with incentives. So 
I hope these tips helped. Thank you to all who are taking this self-isolation with COVID-19 seriously and protecting those who are more vulnerable. It It's really important. It'll also give us all more time to figure out what to do next so that we can move on with our lives and have a great summer. Um, and even though we are all cooped up inside, we can still be curious about others. So check on your friends, check on your neighbors, ask them how this has affected their lives, their businesses, their families. There may be a way that you can support one another that you didn't know, but you won't know until you ask. And so, yeah, those are my tips from working from home and staying motivated and not going mad. Um, if you liked this episode, share it with somebody who is also working from home and notes to this episode will be in your inbox via email. So if you're not subscribed, you can subscribe by texting real to 66866. And thank you for this episode idea from listeners, Penny Cornagia and Caleb Cummings of Pensacola, Florida. I appreciate you so much. And remember whether you're extroverted or introverted, stay curious and grow. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, share it with your friends and leave a review. You can also watch the episodes on YouTube. There's hidden curious caches in each episode and the first two people to find them win a prize. So be sure to get my emails for clues and other insider perks at meredithforreal.com.